All right, Tom, you get to choose between me doing this in the normal voice or me doing this in the evil voice, the evil ember voice. You want me to do it in this voice? All right. War. War never changes. The Romans waged war to gather slaves and wealth. Spain built an empire from its lust for gold and territory. Hitler shaped a battered Germany into an economic superpower. But war never changes. In the 21st century, war was still waged over resources that could be acquired. Only this time, the spoils of war were also its weapons. Petroleum and uranium. For these resources, China would invade Alaska. The U.S. would annex Canada, and the European Commonwealth would dissolve into quarreling, bickering nation-states bent on controlling the last remaining resources on Earth. In 2077, the storm of World War had come again. In two brief hours, most of the planet was reduced to cinders. And from the ashes of nuclear devastation, a new civilization would struggle to arise. Vault dwellers, couriers, chosen ones, lone wanderers and soul survivors alike revel these words. Cue the music. Alright, welcome to Don't Evolve Me, the place like Ash, Kester, and Pikachu. We don't evolve, we just level up. And we got a special episode. You guys should probably already know what it is. Video game nostalgia, Fallout. And today we got Ernie, he's not here right now, Gardner. He's going to be here when we do the actual Fallout. But sitting right across from me, we got Tom. He's definitely more nerdier than you are, Jetfield. How's it going, Tom? Uh, it's doing excellent. I'm doing excellent. What was your thoughts on the cold open? I liked it. You, uh, like, yeah, I don't even think you realized it, but you had a a, a very three dog tone from Fallout Three. Yeah, Galaxy I, News Radio vibe to it. That's kind of what I thought you were going for at first. I but was, then you told me otherwise. Yeah, I was going for Palpatine. Um, originally, I was just trying to do the right like, my best Ron Perlman, and I it wasn't having fun with it. I wasn't enjoying it, and I kept doing a noise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I had the headphones in, and I kept hearing it, and I just hate it, and I couldn't, probably because I was chewing gum right beforehand, as you can see the gum's right next to me. Mm -hmm. Could be with the saliva and stuff. I don't know. But then I just said, F it, I'm going to have fun with it. I did, like, my evil Palpatine senator voice, emperor voice, and it just just clicked. It worked. I liked it. So how have you been? Good. Good. Not bad at all. Show me your wares. I feel like our mares actually match up with the characters. Yeah. Yeah, not necessarily in the sense of, like, IP, but more of a spiritual connection. Sure. So you want to show, the, or not show, you want to tell the audience what you were wearing? Yeah, I decided to go all out today. Um, I got my 
Deadpool tank. It's a rainbow unicorn flying, and then he's cutting cutting it in half with a katana. I see it. Classic. Um, then I got some Pikachu socks. I saw the Pikachu socks. I could not find my D&D socks. I got some new ones for my birthday, Ooh. and I could not find the matching pair. When was your birthday? Uh, July 6th, so it was about a month. Yeah. About a month I don't even ago. know if I've seen you since then. No, wait, I have. Yeah, yeah we saw each other yeah. um, for our 40K game. Yeah. Our Ooh, learning should game. we announce the news? Yeah, let's do it. All right. We got news. Not big news, but it's news. Thanks to Tom Chatfo here for getting the thing. The thing. The thing. Oh, so, yeah, you want me to explain it a well, little bit? Afterwards, after oh. I announce it, I'm being slow and I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing here. Insight. Anyway, here's the thing. We, Don't Evolve Me, have inherited a Warhammer 40k army. Yes, you did. We are the Necrons. Mm-hmm. We, we are, I think the official name we're going with is the Wetello Dynasty. Dynasty. Yep. Which doesn't make sense from the original origin, what we were going for. But I like saying Wetellos. So, yeah, side note, uh, Ro made a little comment when I was showing them, and they're like, yeah, he, they look exactly like Metello from, from yeah. Superman. That was my... The thing is, I thought it immediately when I was reading about it. I'm like, these guys look like Metello. Mm-hmm. Because Metello has the, like, a kryptonite... I don't think it's a kryptonite heart. But he has kryptonite in his body that keeps him alive, very much kind of like Tony Stark in the arc reactor. Mm-hmm. And he is a huge foe for superman just because like he opens up his suit his metal suit boom there's the kryptonite heart he is weak mattel is a huge like he's the villain that could beat superman mm-hmm. and so these necrons they just have a very like they have the green in the middle and then they have green it seems on their bodies and yeah they have dark. like just like a eerie green iridescent glow yeah. that comes from like within their soul and then there, there's, like, one... The Superman animated series, there is, like, one episode where Mattel is, like, a full robot, mm-hmm. and that's who he looked like. Yep. So before I could even say anything or make the reference, I didn't even know if anyone would get the reference. Ro, which I'm very impressed by, was like, these guys look like Mattel. I'm like, oh. Yeah. So originally, we were going to call them the wannabe Mattelos. But I'm like, I didn't know if that was shitting on the source material w- at all. It wasn't grimdark enough. Wasn't great, <laughs> and then Ro was just like, "Let's just call him Wetellos." I'm like, "Well, it doesn't quite work with the name. It gets a little lost in translation. Translation, what we're going for." But I liked saying Wetellos, mm-hmm. the Wetellos, oh. Wetellos, Wee Woo, Wee Woo, Beep Boop Beep. Yeah, so um, yeah, I, I came across a army um, that was almost a thousand dollar retail that a friend of the clubs was uh, he's moving to Boston for grad school and he just did not have the space to move or store things when he got there because he's just getting some tiny little apartments yeah um, so basically we were in a parking lot going through all of his stuff mm-hmm. and I kind of was like hey I got at least three or four guys that are interested in 40k but I don't know if I can convince them to spend five hundred dollars into it yeah and so he's like you know what i i can't take it with me it's yours so yeah we got an entire necron army that will need a little bit of loving um to get back into tabletop ready shape but uh it's 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 looking like we got a don't evolve me warhammer 40k army now yeah i'm excited for it you want to explain the necrons a little bit or 
I guess like my understanding of the Necrons from what I read is that it's an army that kind of predates humans and their whole goal is to eradicate life. Yeah, so without going super, super deep into it, um, the Necrons, and this is uh, before humanity, this is like 65 million years ago, yeah. um, there was a thing called the War in Heavens and there was um, the Necron tier and the old ones. And the old ones were like the progenitor race um, that invented basically made all life basically seeded the entire you know universe mm. um long story short the necrons um made a deal with um these evil star gods and they their whole goal is that they wanted immortality like the like the mm. old ones mm-hmm. and so they made a deal with the satan and satan basically tricked all of them to go into these machines that literally sucked their souls out and turned them into living metal like undead yeah creatures um so think of like they look like skeleton metal skeletons yeah they're metal think of the terminators mm-hmm. um anytime that they show them in the future yeah when like the resistance is fighting them like this the terminators like when they don't have the skin on them yeah it's almost exactly what they look like um so eventually they got their asses kicked and they all went into tombs and slept mm. for like 60 million years and then they reawoke in, in the current time setting of 40k and are like what the hell are these flesh bags doing here <laughs> and so they're trying to reclaim all their lost tomb worlds and you know mm-hmm. you know their places that they controlled and yeah i'm excited to create our own lore for this specific dynasty that we're making the we yeah so they um just a little side note too they're very um egyptian themed oh yep I pre- I so about that. Yeah. yeah it's all like monoliths and you know pyramids and you know all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff like that so and their aesthetic as far as what they look like too is pretty egyptian so nice i'm excited i'm excited to paint it and we'll make an event out of it we'll have fun uh the studio is currently being like cleaned out and stuff but that will probably be the best space otherwise you know rose has a Mm-hmm. space to do it as well i mean i do have a massive hobbying area oh oddly enough that actually yeah that that tracks that makes sense right but yeah i'm excited all right what are you nerding out on it's been a while for you yeah um god i'm trying to think what i'm even really nerding out on right now um you know nothing too majorly right now actually um i guess the biggest thing that i splurged recently was uh well rip rip to henry cavill i always watched the um latest third season of the witcher and that will be my last because i'm i'm jumping on the bandwagon of fuck that show because you got rid of henry cavill because he is that show yeah and uh yeah so that was about the only thing and it was disappointing I heard that it's a pretty disappointing season. And I hear that, like, the fact that they're going forward and Henry Cavill is basically bowing out because the writers aren't going with, like, the... Yeah, they're just completely screwing the source material. And they're also taking a show called The Witcher, and then it should basically be called the Siri and Yennefer yeah. show, really, honestly, is what it should I heard be called. That, yeah, I heard Siri, uh, season three kind of, like, revolved around them more than it did yeah, The Witcher. It, yeah, it's kind of hard to, to make a... Show. Yeah, to make a Witcher show when that's not about The Witcher. Yeah. It's no longer about hunting and killing monsters like the books and movies are. It's about political... It's like trying to be pseudo-Game of Thrones. Basically. 
I played Witcher 3. I played I watched the first season and I watched part of the second season, but I just couldn't get into it. Yeah. I couldn't get into the second season at all. I don't really know why. It just wasn't working. The first season I wouldn't say I loved it. Mm-hmm. It was I was just more intrigued, but it's it was so like I didn't understand what was happening. With playing Witcher 3 helps with that understanding like the world and but it was it did I don't know. Yeah. Wasn't the most exciting. So what I'm nerding out on Zelda always. I had to put down Zelda the last two days just so I could play Fallout and prep for this episode. Pokemon Go always. Fantasy football. Nice. And uh, you could basically call it like the Dungeons and Dragons for sports. Yeah, Jock D and D. Jock D and D. It yep. basically is Jock D and D. It is like the wannabe we want to be football general managers, but we never achieved that level of success. So we're gonna. <laughs> You know, live it out through this game. Mm-hmm. But I've been playing pretty hard into it. Have you ever tried it? Yeah, I did. Um, I did. I, and I'm never. To ha- I'm never one to hate on something without trying it. Yeah, uh, we did a fantasy football league. My um, stepsons are all. They all played football. Oh, okay, and they all really love football. They're yeah. huge Vikings fans and everything. So we did a house, um, like fantasy football league. Nice. So my wife and I the three oldest boys and then a roommate that we had at the time so six people six yeah, I think it was, yeah one two three four five yeah six people yeah so did, it was you, a, did you do head to head or is it like who had the most points at the end um i think it was who had the most points at the end I feel like that would make sense for a six team league mm-hmm. yeah because then like whoever had the most the two top people in the season then went to the playoff ones and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff you ever heard of the show called the league mm-hmm. uh it's funny because in that show they have a team league and like all eight close friends and I think only seven of them show up. The other eighth one is like they never, he just never exists. They mm-hmm. always just talking about him from afar. I could be wrong. It's been a while since I watched the show, but everyone always made fun of him for being an eight team league. And they're like, oh, that's you know pussy shit. <laughs> you gotta go ten teams are up. Mm-hmm. Or what? They might have actually been a six team league. Either way. That's what I think of, but like when you, for a family, yeah, six. Yeah, I mean, my biggest accomplishment was just uh, you know because I got so much flack from all of my kids that they're like, ah, oh, because I, I'm I'm not a sports baller. Yeah, I, I don't play the sports ball or watch the sports <laughs> ball very much. I don't um, play the sports ball. I don't know. It, so basically, like I mean, like I know how the game of football is played generally, yeah. but like. These guys are the guys that like stay up and watch the draft and are like excited mm-hmm. for like four weeks ahead of time. Yeah, you know, and all that stuff. They watch preseason games. They did everything. Then they're done. That they yeah. know, you know, every player's wide receiver from every team mm-hmm. and this person's name and the up and comers from college. And so, did, like, did I'm. You, did you win? No. Oh <laughs> no! God no! Um, <laughs> I would have laughed if you. I just remember um, get. I just remember one of my one of my kids was giving me a lot of shit, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, blah blah blah, I'm gonna smoke you in this game because you know him and I were were playing, our teams were up." Okay, and um, so what's the head then? Yeah, I, I, yes, yeah, sure. I, I think so. Yeah, if you play against, if you play against, yeah, 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 we played. Like um, yeah, we played one person per week, like so each of us got yeah. paired up with somebody. Um. But I just remember we had, like, the partial point system, too. So it wasn't like you got partial points for certain things. So you could get, like, 1.3 points yep. for certain things. Mm-hmm. And I remember that I beat him by three-tenths of a point. 
and he was so salty and he's just like and i rubbed it in so hard i'm just like oh yeah i am the best sports ball player ever you know that's awesome and they all gave me grief for taking tom brady as my quarterback when was this uh three or four years ago he was okay. i think it was his last year with the oh, okay yep um last year with the patriots i think yeah and I, ended up, I, ended up, I actually had quite a few Patriots. I think I had a Sony Michelle. Um, you retired this year. Didn't I? Yeah, you know, I, had, I had him, I had Brady, and I had one other guy who I can't remember. But Pretty sure he's younger than us, and he retired. That'd be nice. The only thing that I liked about Brady, like uh, Belichick just like you know gave him the boot or whatever, like you're too mm-hmm. old, and then he's just like, you know what, here's my middle finger, and then I'm going to go to this team and win in the Super Bowl the year after you get rid of me because I'm too old. I'm not a huge Tom Brady fan, but I did like enjoy that aspect of it where he just went to another team. I was like, ha-ha, show you, old man. Mm-hmm. All right. Fallout is another thing I've been obviously nerding out on. Uh, you watched I was playing Fallout 4. Yep, just it was, the intro. It was just on, the intro. on the TV when I walked in. Yep. It's just for appearances. I didn't do shit. <laughs> uh, but watch a lot of like lore videos because I realized that like with Fallout, I played the games, love the games, love the atmosphere of it. Mm-hmm. But the actual lore, I learned a lot in the last two days when we decided to do this episode. So I'm excited to share my lore. All right, time for a news quickie. It's time for a news quickie. Blue Beetle came out this week, or it's coming out this week. By the time this episode airs, it has already been out. The question is, will it be good? All the reviews I've heard so far is, it's okay. Yeah, that's the uh, DC, basically, Ant-Man kind of looking. Ant-Man looking. Um, I wouldn't say Ant-Man. Blue Beetle is more... I'm trying to think of a good Marvel counterpart. I don't know if there is one. It it seemed to me like an Iron Man, Ant-Man mix. He's like... Ant Man, he's more of a Iron Man, Spider Man like character. Okay, like that's how I describe him: a Latina Spider Man in an Iron Man suit. Okay, like he's younger, he's more comedic. Not as comedic as Peter Parker, but he's more comedic. But his suit is similar to Iron Man from Infinity War. Okay, Obi Wan has. Himself is pitching ideas for season two for Obi Wan Kenobi. I don't know why the show is continuing. I wanted it. It wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was like borderline good, but it wasn't like an amazing like. Oh yeah. So you're saying Ewan McGregor is pitching? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Ewan McGregor is pitching ideas for season two. He's pushing for it. I watched ten minutes of the first episode and was bored. <laughs> it's not. God, that first episode is—I like still—I have nightmares of just like the little Leia running away from people and not getting caught immediately, mm-hmm. because it just shows her running. But like, have you ever seen a three or four-year-old run? Yeah, they're—it's—they're they're not great at running. No, and so like when I see, you know, grown-ass men struggling to capture this like toddler, I'm like, what? <laughs> what? It's like the worst. It was like the worst chase scene I've ever seen. Oh, and I just seen Ernie out the window. 
I was here earlier than expected. He is. We'll finish this news quick, yeah. Take a short break and then add him in. Have you ever played Baldur's Gate 3? I haven't, but I heard everyone's just absolutely bonkers about it right now. Our friend friend of the show, Brandon Klein, has been consumed by Baldur's Gate 3. That's, I believe it. That's that's my news. Yeah, I've had <laughs> um I've had all of my buddies that are like, Yep, highly recommend Baldur's Gate 3. And I just don't have enough time in life to play video games anymore, and it's really sad. I do. I just don't have the money. Yeah, that too. See, that's like the other sad part. And the last video game news, very appropriate. Starfield's coming out. Ooh. It looks great. Yeah, it's the Bethesda, yep. like uh, Mass Effect, basically. Similar. It looks more like Man- No Man's Sky. Okay. That's what it, I get the sense. It's like a No Man's Sky, Outer Worlds type of situation. I'm excited for it. Let's do a quick fresh takes, and then we'll do a break. Fresh takes, get your fresh takes here. I watched Across the Spider Man or Across the Spider Verse for a second time. I haven't seen it once yet, unfortunately. I recommend it. It's a great movie. Its only con is that it's a part one. Do uh, not expect a resolution. So it's left on a cliffhanger. It's basically if you read a chapter, like if you read a graphic novel, mm-hmm. and you, like there's like part one, part two, and you finish the part one, and it says to be continued. Like that's basically what happens. However, the one downside is after hearing all the, like the abuse of like the special effects animators and stuff like that, realizing that this video is like this movie is freaking amazing, like art style wise, every. Um, universe that they go to has a different art style. Every Spider-Man has a different art style. And they did this within five years. Yeah, They did two movies within six years. So I'm like, I love the art, love everything that happened, but I'm like, oh, that makes sense why this movie came out so early. Because they've been essentially pushing people to work 50, 60 hours. So my question is, is essentially violating people's workers' rights worth it for great art? Did they get paid overtime? I don't know. I think so. Then, yeah. Then, then fine. If you're as long as you're getting paid overtime for it, man, make that cash. If you're if you're willing to do the overtime and everything, it's like, why not? Yeah, it's just hard. It's like I I hate seeing a product that I love and then hearing the downside of it. And if it's a product that I hate and then I hear like it went horrible, I'm like, yeah, fuck them. Yeah. This one, I'm like, that hurts. All right, we're gonna take a short break. Then we're actually getting into Fallout. back ernie's in the building i actually saw you through the window you know there is a side street you can park on it's less walking he's just traumatized after getting his feet wet that one night oh. during the monsoon i forgot about that that makes sense hey we're in uh we're in a drought for the most part so you're good and the uh, rain snow sleet I remember. Hail. Oh yeah, that was that was the day of my wedding. Yep. Yeah, I remember that day. 
You have no like, idea what you're talking about in your cold opening. I was like, we're <laughs> quoting The Godfather now? Or? <laughs> I forgot the ring here. I got to get resized. All right, we're talking Fallout. Yeah, buddy. I'm excited. For, I got really excited. And then I'm like, I only got two days. They're like, prepare for it. Mm-hmm. So we talked about doing this all summer, but like, I haven't done... I played New Vegas, so I guess I've been prepared for the last how many months because I played New Vegas. Mm-hmm. But I haven't like... It's been a while since I played Fallout 4. It's been a while since I played Fallout 3. I've never played one or two. So let's get everyone's experiences before we jump into this. So my experience, Fallout 3 was the first one I ever played. I played New Vegas, obviously, and then 4. I haven't played 76. Um, Sapphire has played 76. Don't play it. No? No. I heard it got better. I don't know. Sapphire enjoyed it. I, I never liked the idea of it because I'm like, the great thing I love about Fallout is the world of Fallout, the NPCs, the mm-hmm. zaniness. And they took a, they got rid of all of it. I'm like, that's the they best just, part of Fallout. Yeah, they made like a Minecraft Fallout, basically. Yeah, it's not... It's open world buildy stuff. I think some people liked the building aspects in 4, and so that's kind of mm-hmm. why I think they went with it. Oh, that makes sense. Um, but put that in a regular game. Like, it, it was great in 4. Because, like... I had a fun time making buildings and like, you know, you got to like all your um, like settlers that would move in. Mm -hmm. It was cool. Just like, oh, sweet. I built this really cool barracks and everyone's like moving in and sleeping and they have power and not getting killed by death claws. I think I'd really enjoy that game if it was, again, I never played it, but like just the concept of they took the same concept of Fallout 4 and like, hey, we have this new game. And your whole goal is just to build up society again. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can find NPCs and then you can bring them into your cause and you can build out settlements throughout. I'm like, that's a game. Manifest Destiny type of stuff that I'm into, I would enjoy that game. Yeah, but they already did that in 4 with a story. Along they did, with it. They did it with a story, but it wasn't, like, they could have made it better and that could have been, like, the focal point of 76. Yeah, no, I mean, I get what they were trying to do, but, like... Like, as you were saying, like all of the character and everything in Fallout comes from the people that you interact with. Yeah. And there's no quests, there's no characters, there's no overarching, mm-hmm. you know, villain or anything like that. It's just literally Minecraft and Fallout. Less fun. Makes that the... crashes all the time. Or crashed all the time. I don't yeah. know how it is now. I heard it got better. All right. Uh, Tom, what's your experience? Um, well, I started playing three. Um, and then. For a Christmas present, someone got me the Fallout Collector's Edition that had 1, 2, 3, and Tactic. Or 1, 2, and Tactics. Yeah. So I played very briefly to put a solid effort into Fallout Tactics. And yeah, so that's about it. I've played New Vegas, um, played Fallout 4. I've been pretty much the only recent franchise one I haven't played is 76. Just because I was like, I, I, I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And then I just heard god-awful tales about it when it came out and i was like oh that's disappointing yeah, yeah. we'll just skip that it, it's one of those it's weird because i love like i enjoyed follow i love follow and then as soon as they announced it i'm like i don't like this idea it's not for me mm-hmm. and then i like i did the same thing where i was like oh you know maybe i'll you know check it out and then everything i heard about it was not great yeah but that's just good at one thing and that's making immersive worlds with interesting people and characters that feel real yep and you make a game that doesn't do that it's like what's the point mm-hmm. Ernie I know you're way over there <laughs> supposed to be the Onyx 
Um, it's yeah. an interactive audience, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. Um, I don't have a lot. Like I said, I only played a little bit of four, and I did watch my um, old roommate. He played three a lot, so I kind of watched him a little bit, but not a lot of experience with Fallout, actually. But I still like the game. Watching it, it's a good game and shit. Recommend it. Recommend New Vegas. That's, we'll, we'll get in that. We'll get I, in that. I might start with one of them after God of War. Ooh, I think. How about this? Me and Tom figure out which game you start out with later in the show. Well, we're gonna have differing opinions on that for sure. We, I think I already know your answer, but I also might agree with your. No, it's tactics. That's what he's got. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to play this terrible eight-bit game. It's actually a lot of fun though. I've like done a lot of like lore, like watching videos and lore and like Fallout One and Two, and I got really interested in like the ideas of One and Two. I don't necessarily know what the games are about, but the stories of it seem interesting, and I actually don't mind like what the gameplay is. Yeah, I mean, did you play like what was the earliest Diablo game that you played? Did you play One Diablo? I've never one? played Diablo. Really? It Fallout One and Two is a very it it looks like Diablo, yeah, yeah. but sci-fi. It's yep. like pretty crappy graphics, over, kind of over the mm-hmm. top, you know, like camera above. Yep, I've I've been seeing a lot of it lately. It doesn't look amazing, but it no, looks, it's 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 dated. It's old, but but it looks like the story's still there and mm-hmm. intact. So first memories, let's talk about that. Tom, do you want to go first or should I? Yeah, I can go first memories. Um, I had actually never heard of the series until three, and I was in college. And there were two dudes that were very similar interests to me in mm-hmm. a couple of my marketing classes. And they were just talking about it. And the way they kept talking about quests and lockpicks, and I was like, oh, are you guys talking about Skyrim or something? He's like, no, no. But there's this new one, Fallout 3, that came out. And like we started talking, and I'm like, okay, it's Bethesda. I'm mm-hmm. sold. So I tried it, <laughs> and honestly, I never looked back. It was, probably, it was before uh, Skyrim, so it probably have been. Oblivion. Was it before Skyrim? Yeah, it would have been Oblivion. Oh, then I was thinking of yeah, I was thinking of Oblivion, which then. is I, Oblivion's very dated now, but it's very much one of those games that is beloved. Mm-hmm. And I and like I wish I played that game at the time it came out because I wouldn't like. I don't hate the game. It's hard for me to get into it. Yeah, it was one of those things that like, if you hadn't ever played those games. Um, when they first came out, you don't, you'll never have the same love for them. Mm-hmm. Like I started playing with Morrowinds, and it's it, it's a terrible looking game. <laughs> but seen, yeah, you know that was what the games were mm-hmm. at that time. So yeah, yeah. I feel like the older the games are, you kind of just take it and you appreciate it more because it's like, oh, hey, it's open world, it's three D. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's like we have very clear real looking games and so when you go back to like the old playstation 3 games which at the time i was one of them i was like can games get better than this mm-hmm. and it's like oh no it can it, it can look more real than real life which is a weird thing to think mm-hmm. of but like that's how games are now and you play last of us part two <laughs> and it's like god damn so my first experience is very similar to yours where um i never heard of fallout and i don't think a lot of people have heard of fallout it's one of those like fallout 1 2 and tactics weren't really known games at the time no yeah they were um they weren't made by bethesda and then i think once bethesda picked it up and they got that name with them 
and three came out, then they really became popular. Yeah, once like the three D game, uh, Fallout Three, the Wasteland of DC. So my first memory is very similar because I this is the time I worked at McDonald's, and a lot of people, a lot of my coworkers, were talking about Fallout Three and the quest, and it sounded right up my alley. And like it's you know sci-fi, it's post-nuclear, it's apocalyptic, and so I, my first experience was the Lone Wanderer being in the vault and then just getting my ass kicked as soon as i got out of the vault and kind of not liking it because it's like oh this world is hostile which no shit yep nuclear apocalyptic wasteland yeah and i'm not one of those like hardcore gamers where like oh i love the challenge like i enjoy the challenge but i'm not like addicted to it i kind of like i like to explore the world and fallout 3 was harsh because you couldn't go far without dying and I remember those being like those games being so difficult at the time. Like now, I can play it, and it's weird because I, th- I think I'm, I'm a, I was a better video game player then. But now, when I play those games, I've kind of like learned how to play Fallout, learned how to play Skyrim, and it's not as challenging now when I play Fallout. I think it's because they dumbed games down. That could be it. They too. really, they really made like I've talked about this before. Like the the like the UI mm-hmm. for Morrowind compared to Skyrim is insane. That there was no heads up display. You didn't just follow the blip on your map across yeah. it and figure out where it was. Like you had to like read the journal and read the book, and they would give you like step by step instructions on how to get to a place. So like. Yeah, we may be, we probably were better gamers then, mm-hmm. but I think the games have gotten easier. I would agree with that. I will say Fallout 4 is a lot easier than Fallout 3 in New Vegas. Oh, yeah. But I also think the gameplay for Fallout 4 is so much better. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff that they added to it that, like, if they had had that technology, you know, and capabilities for 3, like, I'd like to see 3 or New Vegas remade with all that. Um, all those like quality of life cool yeah. things that they added into Fallout 4 like just the fact that you don't need vats to survive in like in 3 and 4 you or 3 in New Vegas you like vats is important mm-hmm. um you remember the vats or, any, or like you needed the vats to survive and I, my first couple playthroughs 3 in New Vegas I heavily relied on it whereas 4 you don't really need the vats as much mm-hmm. you could just do it off the hip or you know aim and shoot it's a lot better of a shooting system i will say new vegas is like i was playing new vegas on the laptop here at the pc a lot easier with a mouse yeah <laughs> controller is difficult mouse is easy so yeah that was my first my first memory once i got good at the game i liked it a lot more yeah because at first I, I hated losing i hated dying i hated like not being able to like go to the grocery store right next to um the fault and then not be able to survive it but once i got in like learned how to do it more learned how to survive and then i started really enjoying the game and then i play new vegas and i love new vegas i'm gonna ask the question of what the best game is my my answer is already new vegas yeah simply because the world is hospitable but the thing i like about the most is there's a lot of like settlements in new vegas it's one of those worlds that wasn't touched by the Great War, and we'll talk more more about it later in the episode. But I would, I enjoy that aspect, going town to town and like building the reputations of everybody, which is probably why I like New Vegas. 
So I remember that game. That was probably the game I played the most. And then Fallout 4, I literally bought a PS4 just so I can play Fallout. I had a PC that I could play it at the time, but I didn't, wasn't much of a PC gamer, but I had the PC. But I bought a PlayStation 4 simply because I wanted to play Fallout 4 because it came out and like I need it. Bought it, played it, loved it. Don't like this, the Soul Survivor story of finding his baby. Mm-hmm. I love I love stories that's like here I'm just gonna plop you in this world you're not important you're not anything and you become that rather than like you are dragonborn you will save the day or you must find your son or you must go find your dad so favorite memories what's like one aspect of either of these games that you remember Tom I remember a ton of it but um my favorite memories were um, the houses that you could get mm-hmm. in three. So, um, yeah, just the fact that you could like customize. And then I was also, I'm one of those weird collectors in games like that. So, there's certain things that I collect all of. And one of the things that I, my collections was Nuka Cola. Cause you could get, mm. you could get your uh, pristine Nuka Cola machine as one of your upgrades to your house. And then you could put regular Nuka-Cola inside of it and Mm -hmm. then get ice-cold Nuka-Cola. And I never drank a single bottle of Nuka-Cola, but they had all these benefits. But literally, I just would end up at the end of a playthrough having like 1,500 (laughs) ice-cold Nuka-Colas inside my vending machine. (laughs) And like, you know, like 300 quantum, you know, Nuka-Colas and all this stuff. And I'm just like, "Ah." but yeah, no, like, and then like, it was cool because you could just like drop something on the ground and you could like hit your right, um, one of your right like sticks yeah. and then you'd pick it up and then you could drag it and you could like squeeze it into a shelf or something like that mm-hmm. so I had like whole kitchen tables of like all the named weapons and oh, cool. I really just enjoyed like I, I went into it like okay this is my character's house like what would I do okay I'm like the lone wanderer everyone wants to kill me mm. I would like stash um, like maxed out 9mm pistols like next to my bedside and then put a magazine clip next to it just to make it look cool you know because you know, yeah you sleep with a gun under your bed then like i literally would go like it's like that scene in the punisher where he's fighting the russian and mm-hmm. he just keeps like hitting like the secret you know booby trap things and like guns pop out from under the table <laughs> yeah i put like combat knives like <laughs> randomly in, in the toilet and stuff like that just whatever and then um I collected all of the books, like the skill books, mm. and then I had a bookshelf that oh, cool. I like actually went and sorted, and then yeah, just random crap that I collected in the wasteland. Like I would pick up; it wouldn't matter if I had like something that was worth like a two thousand caps. Mm-hmm. If I found a garden gnome, uh-huh. I would dump the thing worth two thousand caps and pick up that zero zero cap garden gnome <laughs> and put it in my garden gnome collection. So you're you're a collector. I was a collector, yeah. um, and I actually like really liked the role playing aspect of of those games. Honestly, it just like the lore was immersive, the world was immersive, mm-hmm. and just like those little things you could do, like put shit in your house where you want it, was just really cool. I was never a collector, but I do like I, hearing the stories or seeing the videos of like people collecting just random items mm-hmm. and just opening a house and just seeing all the random items that they collected. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's kind of you know impressive 
Yeah, and then like I like in my refrigerator, I collected purified water because I was like, okay, cool. So I, like, realistically, I need water and food and stuff like that. So I would mm-hmm. like, I had like pantries stocked of like you know the I forget like all the freeze dried random foods that were in there. Mm. You know, like the Twinkies and you know the potato chips and everything that you found randomly. Then like my med bay was like stocked with every kind of chem and like three hundred you know stim yeah. packs. It's like, yep, I'm re- I'm ready. I can I can uh, support the whole town of Megaton out of my house. Speaking of Meg- Megaton, I, I had a question about Megaton. Did you blow it up? Well, I did every playthrough, so I did it once. But normally, no, I never blew up Megaton. I always blew up Megaton. Did you? <laughs> At least like the playthrough, my main playthrough. Yeah, I blew it up. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I did both playthroughs. I did. I like the the good the the good karma and bad karma. Yeah. So like, I basically did one playthrough where it was just entirely good karma. Mm. You know, be the golden boy of the wasteland, and the other one where I was the the asshole of the wasteland. Yeah. So I mean, in that playthrough, yeah, I blew it up. That's actually the current playthrough that I have going on downstairs. Yeah. I'm a character from a comic that I'm. That's actually named after my daughter, Maven Moon. The villain of that story is like a demon, but like before he became a demon, he's this like uh, British redhead, maybe Irish, I don't know. But he's just like this evil person. And I'm like, I'm gonna play role play as that because I keep playing myself, and I'm I, I'm too much of a good person. Exactly. And I'm like, I want to be an asshole who just not like the asshole who just like kills everything. Which I love the Fallout. <laughs> Basically, the the the. the I can't say it. Bethesda? Yeah. Like, those games, I like the aspect where you can just go into a town and murder everybody, and, like, the game will just adjust. Mm-hmm. Like, not because I'm, like, a psychopath killer who wants to do it, but just having the option where, like, it does affect your story and affect, like, yeah, there is, if you kill a certain characters, you won't be able to play the game. But I like the fact that you can just do that. Or, like, after you're done with everything... You can do that. And I know people, like one of the first persons who told me about this game, that's what he did. He was, I'm going to murder everything. I just like that the game gives you that option. Mm-hmm. It's not as fun. I tried it once. I'm like, this is not as fun. I just save scum that. Like sometimes I'm bored. I'm like, all right, I'm going to murder everybody in Megaton and I'll save before I do it and then just reload. Uh, yeah, I've done that a few times. Or you just blow it up. Because even like a truly evil character, like. And you think about it, like, why would you, especially if they, if there's nothing that you're going to gain out of it, Yeah. why would you murder an entire settlement that you can get supplies from and continue your existence? If, you know what I mean? If you're real, unless you're just, like, in love with the idea of murdering people. I mean, I guess you could play a psychopath, but, yeah. like, it still seems, even a psychopath would be like, okay, it's all about me. And if I murder everybody in this town, sure, I want to or something mm-hmm. like that. But it's going to negatively affect me because, like, I'm taking out an entire settlement and trade yeah. routes that are that I'm no longer going to be able to use as a safe hub yeah. to keep myself alive. Exactly. And like I said, even psychopaths, they may not have emotions. They don't care if everyone died, but they care about themselves enough and realize that, yeah, I can't do that without very mm-hmm. negatively affecting me. Well, that's why I think the whole villains, I'm going to blow up the world aspect of it is like, it doesn't make, ever make sense mm-hmm. because it doesn't benefit them. Right. But I guess the whole idea of like Lex Luthor building a new island and destroying the United States just so you can make profit isn't as exciting. 
That's a Superman Returns reference. All right, moving on. I think my best, my favorite memories. From three, my favorite memory, the tree. I forget exactly what to do with the, the magical tree. Like the guy who... Oh, the guy that grew into the tree? Yeah. He, yeah, the oasis. Yep. And then you either have to like let him live or burn him. I think I burned him. I was, I don't know, I was pretty mean my first playthrough. <laughs> I wasn't like a nice person. But yeah, I was very much my angsty self when I played those games. You know, I think I was still, yeah, I was like 17, 18. It makes sense. A lot of emo music being played in the background. Ooh, My Chemical Romance. Yeah. <laughs> that was a band, I, like, other than Block Parade, I never really got into them. But I like them more now. <coughs> Atreyu. I'm trying to think of other bands. Under Oath, here mm-hmm. and there. Yeah, I don't know. I never listened to, like, one emo band. Moving on. New Vegas, best memories. Ooh. I don't know like what my best memory for New Vegas is. I kind of just enjoyed all of it. Like I like roaming around finding the Brotherhood Steel. I like just roaming around and finding random shit. Mm-hmm. My worst thing that I hate though is if you roam around in certain parts with certain people, like you already fail quests. Oh yeah, and, if you take a certain companion with and everything. Like uh, Boone, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always had Boone, great sniper ranger. But if you take him east, you fail like Legion missions because he'll just straight up kill, start killing Legionnaires out of nowhere. Yep. And then that, any Legion mission, gone. And then four, I don't know. I think four, like I don't really, I think Diamond City's cool. Yeah. Walking, I don't know if I would say that's my best memory. I don't know the answer. Base building was my, settlement building was my best, fondest memory in four. Yeah, because yeah, it was just it was a new added thing, and it was, it was just really fun. I like that you can just make settlements like not out of anywhere, but like you can expand and build parts. Once I was, I got into it for a good week or two, and I enjoyed mm-hmm. that aspect of it. And it was kind you, of it was kind of funny, like the main one that you like where your house is next to the vault. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like my main base yeah. or whatever, and I ended up. All my all the power armor that I collected, I put in those stands, mm-hmm. and so then anytime there was a raider, um, like you know, you know, how, like the raiders would randomly yeah. come and try to kill or like the super mutants or whatever. Yep. Um, I don't know if you know this, but they'll your your settlers will fucking jump into the power armor, oh. <laughs> and they will start fucking shit up. It's great. <laughs> so I had this garage, and I had like because you make power armor stands and so i had like six suits of power armor of like all the basically i was just i was collecting the different variations yeah so i had like the raider one the enclave one the mm-hmm. you know the brotherhood of steel and you know all that other shit and yeah i just remember like you know all of a sudden some raiders attacked when i was building some stuff and i just looked into my armory and like all of a sudden these like six dudes come clomping out in their full power armor with mini guns and i'm just like all right i'm just gonna stand here <laughs> And let you guys take care of that. I mean, you don't have to do anything at that moment. Nope. Like, you guys just fucked up. We have all of this power armor. armor. You yep. guys have... Yep. Got some crappy base. got some crappy pistols and, you know... Base armor. Yeah, that's good stuff. Have fun. Good luck. Uh, I think New Vegas, my best memory out of that one... Actually, it's not even a best memory. It's just a memory that just irks me till this day. Um, there was something wrong with Boone's... Um, companion quest mm. that it became because you had to go back to like the place where all his bad stuff happened to him. Yeah, his wife and kid 
yeah oh, and then like you're supposed like when you get there it's supposed to be attacked by like a group of legionnaires or something like yeah. that and then he like saves the city and re- like redeems himself or whatever mm-hmm. but it never like there was a like a fatal glitch when that game came out on the mm. playstation and they never spawned right so i just like i tried and i like looked up on all these forums and i'm like what can i do to get this to trigger and i tried for hours and hours yeah because you know, I wanted you know, I liked Boone, and I wanted him to like redeem redeem mm-hmm. himself. And then in the ending cutscene, they talk about all of the companions that you meet, and depending on like how much interaction you did with them, if you help them with their companion quest, their ending changes, right? And if you don't complete Boone's, he ends up offing himself oh. alone in the desert. And I just was like, ugh. No, Boone. So like, it just was like I was like, because I tried for so long to get Uh to get it done, and then all of a sudden I'm just watching, and then it's like, and then it's like, Boone disappeared in the desert and took his own life, and I'm like, no, that does seem that does make sense. So that's like the one thing that I remember about New Vegas, and I'm just like, oof, buddy, that that's rough. I have one memory from Fallout Three that. I wouldn't say ruined my gaming, but definitely has like affected how I play games. Yeah. So Fallout Three initially when I came out it was I was role playing heavy. I was a lone wanderer. I'm looking for my dad, right? And so I played hard into the main quest storyline. That was like what I followed. And so like when you get to the main quest, you get to the purified water machine, and the whole like you have to sacrifice yourself, mm-hmm. and then you die. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That scarred me for gaming to the point where I've never finished New Vegas. Okay, I I didn't finish Skyrim for like five six years because you were afraid you were going to be dead. I didn't want to finish any game because of Fallout Three because I didn't do anything else that entire game except for played the main quest. I followed the role play aspect of it and then got killed. So I mean, there was one thing that you could have done. You can that? send Sarah Lyons or one of your companions in. You could have. Oh. So, you send your mutant. Okay, so funny part two is, is like Fox, the super mutant. Yeah. Um, they didn't take it into like consideration that super mutants are entirely immune to radiation. Yep. And then like if you send Fox in, it's like the, the ending credits are like, the, the the lone wanderer cowardly sent his companion inside to die and I'm like no no I didn't Fox <laughs> didn't die because he's a super mutant and the whole reason why you know you you stop it from exploding so there's no explosion it's just you died from the radiation yeah but no that's like yeah okay that scarred me I didn't I you know New Vegas came out a few years later never finished it. And even to this day, I like instead of finishing the main quest, I just started the DLC again. Which uh, Old World Blues, I don't know if you ever played the DLC, Mm-mm. the Big Empty. It's literally the Big Mountain, but they call it the Big Empty because mm-hmm. Mountain Empty stands for Mountain. Um, but then I kind of got stuck in that storyline because it's actually kind of difficult to play through, and you don't have any of your companions either. And Boone, it's. Playing New Vegas with your companions, especially if they're Rex and Boone, those are the two main companions I play with. Boone is fucking beastly. 
Yeah, I, just, I did love when he just would unload. You like you wouldn't even have something on your radar. Yeah. And just all of a sudden you just hear Boone, blam, 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 blam. And they did. Mm-hmm. They're dead. Um, you well, give him the right weapon, like he can take out a death pot pretty quickly. Yeah. Give him an anti-material rifle. That's real fun. Yeah. Um, but uh, Broken Steel actually fixed. They did. Um, the ending of 3 really well. Yeah. Because um, then you actually survive it. And then they, you figure out, and then it's the aftermath of it. Mm-hmm. So, I at that time I was living with my parents, who lived in the middle of nowhere. So the idea of getting DLC, just like I didn't get DLC until I started like living by myself. Most of my DLCs that I bought for those games were the collector's edition ones. Oh, nice. Yeah, I remember working at Target and like I scored like Dragon Age Origins Ultimate Edition. Skyrim Ultimate Edition and Fallout 3 Ultimate Edition on a clearance rack. Nice. For like 15 bucks each. That's yeah, that's pretty good. So like when those came out, you know, no one mm-hmm. bought the Ultimate Editions because everyone had the DLCs or yeah. the base game and so no one really bought them and so they immediately went to clearance and, you know, I just would talk to the dudes in electronics and be like, "Hey, those go like shoot me a message." Nice. Yeah. So I really like target clearance, especially if you like. They'll have like their initial clearance, and then if you wait a little bit longer, they'll have like their final clearance. I do that with pops. Uh, the skull guy, summon skull for Mugio, did that. It was like eight dollars. Originally, they're like eleven, twelve, and then it was eight dollars, and then it was like three dollars. I'm like, that's the cheapest level. Okay, I'm buying it now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm glad. I've been doing that strategy where I'll see it go down for like three dollars. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna wait. There's a huge stock. I'm gonna wait. Yeah, I uh, I blame Target clearance for like my fifteen hundred dollar action figure collection. <laughs> Seriously, like, um, yeah, their first um, Assassin's Creed two or Brotherhood came out. I can't remember which one it was, but again, they had um, an Ezio action figure mm-hmm. on clearance, and so I went down the internet rabbit hole and the eBay rabbit hole, and I'm like, oh, cool. You know, there's all these other ones here. I'm like, it's only 25 bucks. <laughs> Let's buy it. Buy one, you buy And one. then I realized, oh, there's more from the Assassin's Creed 1, their first <laughs> line. And then a new, and then every new game came out. They came out with like eight new action figures. I'm like, ah. all right, I'm a completionist. So yeah, then it morphed into like, you know, a $1,500 plastic toy collection I guess you can't just like um, collect things like you do in Fallout you actually have to pay for it yeah yeah you just buy things for caps yep I want to try that just get a bunch of caps so like alright here you go I got 51 caps here what can I buy there's a internet video that I should actually find for you but um, somebody they used the one of the New Vegas DLCs because you could actually got a gold brick Mm-hmm. as one of it and it had a cap value that you could sell it for hmm. so they actually went and figured out through all this math like you know the weight of a gold bar in US dollars and then they figured out the cap to like dollar ratio hmm. I can't remember what it is at all I would just be blindly guessing if I said yeah. anything but they used that metric and figured out like what the actual like currency would hmm. be in in today's dollars it was a pretty I, interesting video. I would want to figure that out. I'm intrigued by that. All right. So I got some fun questions. Mm-hmm. What's the most evil group 
in Fallout. I know when we first talked about this, you mentioned like who's evil or NCR or Legion when I was talking about New Vegas, but like in general, most evil group in Fallout. I think the Enclave. The Enclave? Yeah, the old the old world government mm-hmm. that just really doesn't care anything about anybody. They just want to like maintain their power, like get things back to they're like they're, they're like the empire. <laughs> Yeah, kind I of. got the Empire vibe. They're very much like racist in a way, but in like a sense of um, if you have any radioactive like activity mm-hmm. at all, you're dead. Like yeah. they, you're not human to them. Mm-hmm. So I was doing a little bit of research. They're mostly I know they're in two. They're mostly in three. Yeah, and then they make their appearance in four. I forget. Like I keep putting Brotherhood of Steel. And Enclave, I keep mixing them up. And so I'm trying to like separate because my brain just immediately put them together as like mm. the same faction, but they're not. Yeah, they're definitely separate factions. Because yeah. in, in Broken Steel, you play as the Brotherhood yep. fighting the Enclave. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Brotherhood is like a half a step, not as evil as them. Yeah. They're all about the preservation of technology. Yeah. They're not quite as brutal when it comes to like the genetic purity and everything Mm -hmm. like that but they still really only care about technology and they're not above wiping people out yeah i don't know there other than the minutemen i don't know if there is a good group in fallout i think every group has its they're iffy even like the railroad for synth rights like what they do their actions it's kind of like yeah if I remember the railroad correctly, I never really followed the railroad. It's always Minutemen. I mean, when you break it down, the railroad really is a terrorist organization. Yeah. I learned that like the railroad, they actually like spy on you throughout Fallout Four. Oh really? Yeah. Actually, a bunch of factions are spying on you. The Institute has ravens, so if you see a raven, one of them is probably a camera. Oh. And that's how they tra- keep track of everybody. Um, the leader of the railroad, I don't remember his name, but he um, he disgu- puts disguises on, and it's the same voice actor for all these different characters, but it's mm. really just the guy dressed up. It's the same guy, looks the same, but he's always dressed up, and like if you keep asking questions, he gets annoyed, hmm. whereas every other guard will just repeat the same old, same old. So yeah, you have the guy literally following you everywhere and spying on you. And I'm like, I never caught that. That's pretty cool. So I have, I didn't think of Enclave for most evil group. I thought of two different groups, either the Legion, because I think Legion's up there. They're, do you not remember the Legion? Well, I remember the Legion. Ave, true to Kaiser, Jake. <laughs> I'm all about the Romans. True to Kaiser, but it's slaves. Yeah. We're also in a post-apocalyptic world. The NCR has slaves in a different name. Prisoners. Yeah. Or just their citizens. That's... They basically have a captive labor force that they don't... They're, uh, they're, they're more subtle about it. Yeah. Legion's very upfront with their evil, though. My other group that most people probably wouldn't think of is Voltec. Oh, yeah. 
because Voltec are some evil motherfuckers. Yeah, when you start researching and reading the like the computer entries about they they really weren't doing it to save people; they were doing it to, to experiment on people. Yeah, and like, like the shit that they did was they had some control groups that the people in the control groups were like rich people or like rich. Mostly, it's just like the wealthy individuals are good, upstanding citizens that they considered, but most vaults were tested upon mm-hmm. like one of the vaults was uh they put all the musicians in and then they just filled the static with white noise until they got went basically crazy yep. and killed everybody the other one was the virtual reality which i was going to mention as uh one of my favorite memories from uh fallout 3 is that oh yep where Tran- the- tranquility lane yep <laughs> where it's just the guy basically killing people over and over and over again mm-hmm I'm like, oh, that's definitely one of the memories. That's not a fault. Or uh, Fallout 4. Just redid the intro before Tom got here, like five minutes beforehand. Where they're just, let's see what happens when we freeze people for 300 years. The funny thing about Tranquility Lane is the good karma thing was to kill everybody. (laughs) It really was. Because if you you sided with the scientist Mm -hmm. and let him continue with his experiment, you got a shit ton of bad karma. Because you're basically still imprisoning these people for all all eternity. Yeah. You know, because they're in these pods, you know, essentially on life support forever until the power runs out. And this guy just gets to test them and murder them and do whatever he wants. But when you go do the kill switch, then you actually get good karma, and which the kill switch kills everybody permanently. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the quests, there's two vault quests. Or one is a vault quest and one is another vault that I just actually freaking love the idea of it. The one that's a quest, uh, Vault 22 of New Vegas. I literally just did this a couple of weeks ago. Was that the plant monster yeah, one? Yeah, it's the plant monsters. And I didn't know this, but like the plant monsters are literally like cordyceps from Last of Us. Mm-hmm. It is literally just the Last of Us type of... I'm like, oh shit, that's cool. That whole thing is Last of Us, except plant-like instead of fungus one of my favorite quests ever because they really dipped into a lot of like cthulhu mythos Mm -hmm. was the dunwich building in fallout 3 okay that's the one that's like infested with feral ghouls and Mm -hmm. like you keep finding all these notes about how people are slowly going insane going into it yeah and like when you finally make it down to the basement there's this big like eldritch monolith in there mm-hmm. that's like yeah so like it's really like call of cthulhu <laughs> like hp lovecraft yeah. really heavily tainted and it just i was like this is so cool and creepy like yeah i gotta play three again you do i gotta get that back up went hard in new vegas there's the one quest in new vegas the ghouls in the rocket facility mm-hmm. where they're essentially just like this giant cult of personality oh they want to go to the space <laughs> they want to go to space and you can like rig the spaceship to like crash yep <laughs> in like different aspects where you can leave it alone you can make it crash or you make a blow up on the side i like the idea of, like there's a human there that thinks he's a ghoul and talks like a ghoul yep. but he's actually just a full-edged human and you're just like what why haven't anyone told him like oh we tried <laughs> we tried to talk to jason yeah I mean, New Vegas definitely had its uh, its perks and everything like that. There were a lot of good, memorable moments. Um, I think the New Vegas made the best use out of the uh, Black Widow slash Lady Killer mm-hmm. perk. 
Because if you were a female and you got the Black Widow perk, yeah. Um, when you go and finally confront Benny to get the, isn't it like a poker chip or something that you need? Yeah, you need the chip. It's a chip that like activates the army. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, instead of like going through all that and like having to like fight him and like do all this stuff, you literally just have a Black Widow option where it fades to black. You bang him and then you would fucking off him, <laughs> off screen, and you just grab the poker chip. Like in front of the Legionnaire or in front of Kaiser? No, um, he's. You, it's when you find him in New Vegas. or in Yeah, and, and he's in New Vegas. And oh, in his casino. And you find him in his casino. Gotcha. And you're supposed to get the chip from him. Yeah. And, but yeah, like instead of like either convincing him or paying him or doing mm-hmm. whatever you have to do, you just literally like, it cuts to black, and then you just hear, <laughs> and, and Benny's dead, <laughs> laying on a bed. And you're like, I see what you implied just happened here. Sweet. Well. So try try it sometime. I should. I should make a like an evil playthrough for it with like a female character and do that with Benny. Yep. You just got to get the Black Widow. Part. I never knew this about uh, Benny that he's actually voiced by Matthew Perry. Yep. Did not know that, and it was really cool when one learned like, oh, hey, I remember that character. Mm-hmm. Out of all the, so let's not talk games, but suck main characters. What's in your opinion the best main character? So you have to. Lone Wanderer. Lone Wanderer? Yeah. He's up there. I think I just like the courier. Just for the aspect of, like, you are nobody. I mean, really, the Lone Wanderer really is kind of nobody, too. Yeah, but, like, the courier, you can kind of make up your own story and go with it. Whereas, like, the Lone Wanderer, you grew up in a vault. Even though, technically, you didn't grow up in a vault, you came to the vault later on. If I remember that correctly. and But you still have to, like, find your dad. Mm-hmm. I think I just... I think I'm just burned by three just for the fact that like I, <laughs> you're just scarred permanently by the ending of it. Like I hate this because like it took me forever to get good at it. Then I got good at it. And all I did was the main storyline and die. <laughs> like yeah. this game's awful. <laughs> you're either dead or a coward. Don't give me all these quests and then kill me at the end <laughs> with all these quests not done. I know it's real life, but come on. So uh, the good thing about three, two or three also mm-hmm. is that, um, like I was being like I was perfectly happy, like being the evil character when I did my evil playthrough, but then um, I was like, oh, all right, I got to finish the main quest, see how it turns out or whatever. And depending on what you do in the major quests, side quests in mm-hmm. there, your dad has different dialogue options. Mm-hmm. And when you are straight evil, mm-hmm. like he like dad cuts into your soul. And, like, tells you how disappointed he is. <laughs> and he's like, I still love you, but I'm so disappointed. And, like, you blew up Megaton. You literally killed, you know, he's just like, how could you kill hundreds of people for greed? Yeah. You know, and I'm just like, I, I actually, like, felt like my own father was yelling <laughs> at me. And I kind of, like, was, like, sitting there with the controller, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Dad. I think I remember it just for the Megaton aspect. I was like, oh, yeah, I did that. But yeah. I have a nice hotel room. Yeah, right. I have you a, should come visit it sometime. I have a sweet pimpin' penthouse. <laughs> Could you just imagine, like, here's your dad trying to work hard to save humanity, purify water, and you're like, yeah, I blew up a town because I wanted a penthouse. Yep. Oh, man, the Tenpenny Towers quest, too, is one of the ones that irks me still to this day. Because, like, it's really hard to get them, like, so you can either... Like go into the railway, mm. exterminate the ghouls for Tenpenny Tower, or you can let the ghouls in and let the ferals murder everybody. Yeah. Or you can convince. You have to like go around to like 
every important person in Tenpenny Towers, and you have to pass high enough speech checks yeah. to get them to like accept the goals. And then like so you're like, oh cool, like, you know, I brought these two groups together and I forget how many in game days, but it's set. So like you'll go in there and they'll be like, Oh, the ghouls and the people are, you know, they're mm-hmm. they're nice to each other. They're living together. This is awesome. And then like it's like twenty in game days later, you go back and then all of a sudden you go, Where where are all the humans? And you're like, What the fuck? Mm-hmm. And so like I was like, Okay, so I start looking around at all the buildings and everything like that. Yep. And all the rooms in there. And you go into the basement where it's connected to the subway where you're supposed to let the feral ghouls in and there's a pile of every dead resident every dead human (laughs) resident just in a mound in the bottom of this and you're just like what the shit (laughs) so like even if you do like the really good kind thing Mm -hmm. the ghouls still go and murder everybody which is kind of scumbaggy a little bit yeah you go through that whole effort and they just and like when you when you talk to the people, they like you like legitimately convince them like, you know, there's there's still people and everything yeah. like that. And like so, all the residents were actually like swayed by your comments and everything and your actions, and they actually like let them in and start, you mm-hmm. know, all this stuff. And then you're just like, okay, never mind. You guys, I probably should have just murdered you in the in the subway. You, you guys are kind of douchebags. I think that's what I did. Yeah. Let me. Well, I'm happy. It made me feel good now. Yeah. Well, my choice to kill ghouls because I know what the alternative ending would, mm-hmm. would be. They would have just murdered the humans anyway. Yep. So I that's one of the things I really liked about Fallout is that like the good, bad karma and like your um, skills either by speech or other things, just how much it affects your overall gameplay. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a lot of games now that do that. But just back then, there wasn't a whole lot of games that did. And it was just... I love just playing a game and seeing what happens. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons why I really enjoyed Fallout to begin with. There's all these zany characters, these zany areas of the apocalypse. And it was just fun to like figure out how to fix a problem. Mm-hmm. And the amount of options and ways to do so. And that's like one of the things I like about New Vegas. It's, it's fun to just like have that high enough charisma and i always try to get the high charisma the high speech simply because i wanted to be able to talk people into things Mm -hmm. otherwise you know you have to either walk pick sneak away around it's really nice to just like skip half like you can like skip missions Mm -hmm. simply just by like the way you speak being a smooth criminal exactly do you remember uh the care speaking of zany characters you remember dukov in fallout 3 so he's like he was Mm -hmm. um there was one guy in the ghoul city that mm-hmm. he was looking for three keys to get into this like place and so it was Dukov, Tenpenny and then this ghoul mm. and he wanted you to go and kill these people or whatever but then you could talk to him and like figure out like that this guy was actually a scumbag or whatever the ghoul was but Dukov, he was in a place in DC called Dukov's place and you walk in and he just got when you the opening thing you see is the pool table mm-hmm. and it's littered with probably 150 beer bottles and like chems and stims and everything yeah. like that and then you walk further in and it's just like this like fuck pad and he's got these like four scantily cad prods and um you know you're I like I think I remember that yeah and, and he's like russian right and so you're like what well, 
you just like one of the options is like, what is this place? And he just goes, ah, yes, this is Dukov's place. It's here for partying, fighting, fucking and farting. <laughs> and you're just like, the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and um, you say something to him like you're, you know, you're a pervert. Or you're like, what the fuck is this or whatever? Why yeah. where are their clothes? And he calls you clown shoes the entire time. Mm-hmm. That's what he calls you. And just watch him off clown shoes. And he's just a super memorable character. He's just this ex-merc that made thousands of caps. Was Ghoul City in DC? Yeah. It was in, yeah, okay. under, underneath, the, you had to go through the, yeah. the yeah. It was in, like, the museum or something like that. It was in one of the museums. Okay. I'm, like, slowly, it's been a while since yeah. I played 3. That was, like, the game that I'm, like, I want to play it, but I don't have it on PC or, uh, I have it on the PS3, but to get it running and, yeah, I don't. Yeah, Duke Alpha was just one of those, like, I remember the characters. I remember the name. And I'm slowly bring it's slowly bringing it back. Yeah, he was a he was an ama- he was a great character. Ernie, don't don't yawn. Sorry. Are we are we boring you? No. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where would you want to live in the fall? Like if we were transported into the fall universe, one I'd probably be dead within like a year or two just with the crow and the <laughs> lung. I hate I hate that's like the reality of my situation. It is what it is. But if we were to go into the Fallout universe. Where would you live? Mm. Definitely not the pit. <laughs> no, that's a terrible place. Um, definitely not New York or anywhere in Pennsylvania. I mean, Boston's not terrible in four. No, Boston is weirdly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um. New Vegas, I mean... It's a, New Vegas, probably. If I could live in New Vegas yeah. and have a lot of money, obviously live in New Vegas. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, that's... Lucky 38. If you're second resident, mm-hmm. you just, you know, convince the courier, if that's the if that's the canon, to move in. Mm-hmm. I did the wild card one. I was like, I'm taking over this bitch. Yeah. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cheat and still, just stick with Minnesota. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess they I don't. Never, they've never actually touched like most of the other rest of the country. Well, it's not clear exactly what, like, what nuclear bombs. So I did a lot of research today on the Great War itself. Mm-hmm. It only lasted two hours, as stated in the monologue. They don't know who shot first. Obviously, it's Han, but he's not in this universe. Yep, definitely Han. Um, the story goes that China. Was like the rumor was it was a Saturday morning, October I think twenty third of two thousand seventy seven. It was like nine fifteen Eastern time. I only know this because I just looked this up because mm-hmm. I want to get this right for the, for the show. And China, they had an airplane in the Bering Strait. When you're pretty sure the Bering Strait is Alaska, yep, Alaska Russia, yeah. But they had subs in the Atlantic Ocean near New York. And they had like all but one nuclear bomb went off, and it hit initially Pennsylvania. I forget. I don't know where in Pennsylvania. I don't think it's Pittsburgh or Philadelphia, but it was in Pennsylvania and New York. If you remember in Fallout Four, that like that's when the newscasts, hey, this bombs dropped. Mm-hmm. Five five to seven minutes later, Boston D.C. got hit, and Los Angeles got hit. I think San Diego gets hit. San Francisco gets hit. But they don't... 
and I know Texas and Chicago both got hit, but they don't really go into detail of like what other who else got hit. China definitely got hit, and other countries did too. And then there was a nuclear explosion in the Middle East because the resource war, the great resource war between uh, Europe, which is a itself was a whole country going against the Middle East. There is this rumor though that Fault Tech was actually the ones that launched the first nuke. Hmm. And that's actually, there was a scraped Fallout movie in 2019 where Voltec was going to be the ones who started it first. But also doesn't make sense because Voltec is all about, like, you know, using the fear to make money to experiment Right, yeah, because it's a thing to make money if they actually start a nuclear war. Yeah, they, they wouldn't have money. Like, their insurance, they don't want bad things to actually happen. They want people to pay for the fear of it not mm. it actually happening. So it doesn't make sense. Well, um, it, it could make sense in one aspect. Like maybe they thought they had more control or something like that. Maybe they had spies or something. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we're going to, we're going to launch a nuke, but it's going to be an isolated incident. But then everything unraveled. So you know what I mean? Like yeah. if, if they had the money and the means to launch a nuke, mm-hmm. but make it not that devastating, but devastating enough. Yeah, they launched the first one, apparently. That's what they, that's the rumor. They launched right. the first one. But you get what I'm saying, though? Like yeah. maybe that was their plan, like to do a very small scale, mm-hmm. you know, nuclear strike on some relatively unpopulated area. But then all the governments just panicked and blew everybody up. Literally launched everything they had. Yeah, push the big red button. So I, uh, I don't know if you guys ever seen the site. There is a thing called a nuke map. Okay. Um, the actual site is not called nuke map, but if you Google nuke map, you can look it up, and it's a site that will tell you if a nuclear bomb went out in a certain location, if you'd be safe or not, depending on where you you know are located at the time of the bomb. And they have different bombs from like throughout history, and that could tell you it, or different designs, or different um, what was tested, what wasn't. And so I did one for Minnesota, and back when like North Korea bomb threat was high, mm-hmm. I was living in Illinois, so like I remember checking on it. Like Chicago's a main target. How dead am I? I was in the clear. Bloomington Normal is not is uh pretty far away from Chicago, even though. Everyone here kept asking me how Chicago was. I was getting really annoyed about that. <laughs> Ernie here is from Chicago. Where are you from exactly? The suburb? Oh, no. I'm from Southside Chicago. Southside? Like Chicago, Chicago? Mm-hmm. Born and raised Chicago. No suburb. Just Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> from these streets. It, 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 hey, it, it, no. It, but it matters, though, for like Chicagoans. I learned that like if you are from like Schamburg or somewhere or Aurora and you say you're from Chicago, like people who are actually from Chicago, they get mad. So I did this for Minneapolis, and I learned if uh, the, the biggest bomb ever designed by Russia, if that were to go off in Minneapolis, we're in St. Cloud. We are... If like it went off right now in Minneapolis, we would only be a mile away from the blast field, like from any effects. As in the prison that's located by us is in that field. 
That's how close it is. It's literally a mile away. Hmm. You guys in the other side of town, you at least would be like 10 miles away. That's the biggest bomb, though. So, like, are we talking about actual destructive force or fallout? Oh, fallout, like 30-degree burns. Okay. Like, anyone, like, glass would shatter. Like, hmm. we would be a mile out, according to the site. Hmm. And it also depends, like, if a nuclear bomb went off exactly where in the city. It was very south of Minneapolis, where, like, the set bomb would go off. I'm like, oh, that's wonderful to know. But this is design. The biggest bomb... That was ever tested in the mankind. We, it's, we're like 30-ish, 40 miles out. Oh, okay. It doesn't sound fun, though. Leave it to Russia to make the biggest nuclear bomb in the world. Yeah. I mean, It, it sounds like, like a very Russian thing to do. Yeah, I keep thinking about Russia throughout this whole thing. I'm like, you know, this, this possibility is um, quite there. Yeah. Comrade, we must make bigger bomb than U.S., yes? <laughs> All right. What group would you join? I think I already kind of answered this. Tom, what group would you join? Um, in three, I would join the Brotherhood. Yeah. Yep. Um, New Vegas, I would join Caesar's Legion. <laughs> you are in the room. Well, Romans. Yeah. You know, like, they get a bad rep. They are just, they're, they're, they're still actually calming the wasteland. They're calming the wasteland through like pure military might and yeah. fear. But they're still I mean I I don't really designate the NCR and uh Caesar's Legion really that different. I think they I think they one's just more overt with their plies mm-hmm. for power. And one is more political, but they're yeah. still ruling. Both of them are going to rule you with a boot on your neck. Iron fist, yeah. Yep. I I agree. I think the only where like we when I first played the game, NCR I viewed as the good guys. Yep. But obviously, that's you know U.S. military propaganda as a kid. Now playing through this again, I don't really view the NCR as like good people. And Legion's still... They're, e- they're assholes. They're evil. They are. Shit, like, but. With what they do with women in mm-hmm. general, I'm like, no. But I agree with that. Like, they do calm the wasteland. They do calm the deserts. Because they originate from Flagstaff, uh, Arizona. Yep. And then they worked their way to Colorado, I believe. Utah. Mm-hmm. And then they worked their way to the Hoover Dam. They're actually not that like they're they originate in Flagstaff, so it's actually not that far from Vegas. Yeah, I mean, it's just they're they're brutal with their tactics. Oh. But it, you're also you got to think of the setting too mm-hmm. of Fallout. Everything's brutal, anyways. So, yeah. like, what flavor of brutal do you want? It's like 40k. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. I mean, pretty. I mean, anything <laughs> post-apocalyptic is. Very, very shades of gray. Yeah, for the most. When part. it comes to that, because like, you know, you may you may be crucifying people and mm-hmm. taking slaves and everything like that, but in the end, you're providing some sort of stability to a region. You are not. It's probably the stability you want, but just still stability, right? So I mean, like, what what like. 
it's kind of like okay well what's what's your choice like do i want to live under you know everyone's gonna kill you no matter what you know do i want to die from raiders do i want to die from the beasts that roam the wasteland man right or you know or do i just like okay fine you know i'll join the legion Mm -hmm. i'll i'll be a soldier i probably will live better than i normally would Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you're not the nicest regime ever, but no one's nice. No. You know, I mean, yeah. like, raiders aren't going to treat you any better. They're going to hang you up. You know, like, mm-hmm. when you walk into raider camps and there's, like, scunned bodies and it, they're doing the exact same thing. Well, how about Fallout 4? Oh. I feel like there's only, like, for me, there's only, like, one real answer that I would, like, for a group I would join other than, like, a town. No, I mean either Brotherhood or Minutemen. Yeah, Brotherhood. They, yeah, that's the big group that comes in with the, the ship. Yeah, right? the big fuck off Zeppelin. Okay, yep. Brotherhood of Steel. Mm-hmm. Yep, I remember. Th- I remember like that. You finally be. I think Kellogg, mm-hmm. the person who kills your significant other. You finally beat him, and then the ship mm-hmm. comes over. And you're like what? I remember when it's like it was the Brotherhood. They announced them like, "Hey, I remember from Fallout Three. I like them people from Fallout 3. Yeah. See, the difference too is the Brotherhood in DC is very different from the um, like real Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. The real Brotherhood really doesn't care about humanity yeah. at all. For the most part, they care solely about technology. Yeah, it's like a religion of sorts, right? Yeah, kind of. Um, but so that's why actually, like um, Elder Lions in DC, actually broke off mm-hmm. from them and actually made it his mission to actually protect the people of DC in yeah. the wasteland, um, while still doing their mission and everything mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, I mean, again, the Brotherhood's not really. They're kind. There's again pseudo good guys. There's yeah. there's no good guys really in. Besides, yeah. you know, again, besides the Minutemen. I think Fallout Three, I would do Brotherhood. That was the uh, group I played with the most. I remember. I mean, honestly, there's not really any group to choose from. It's pretty linear as yeah. far as the path you take. So it's either Enclave or Brotherhood. Brotherhood is definitely the lesser of two evils. Yeah, they're then, not. You know, genetically, you know, purging people. I really need to play three because I like. The memories, I, I'm like, I know I play this game, but they're not like as clicking as much. There's a lot of like little sub factions and things. Yeah. That there's little tiny groups, not really big major groups. Mm-hmm. Um, for New Vegas, I mean, obviously the wild card option is great. For the big groups, I think I choose House because I don't really like the military, NCR, not really in it. Legion, definitely evil. NZR is kind of like they're not necessarily good, but they are like a force. Mm-hmm. Like they're the closest thing to the military that we, you know, we can recall. I really like the boomers from New Vegas. <laughs> Just dudes that are obsessed with explosives. <laughs> Ex- it, well, it, obsessed with explosives, but flying too. Mm-hmm. Their whole mission was we want to rebuild this plane and fly in the skies. I'm like, that actually seemed cool. I'm like, I like these people. They're not trustworthy at all. They're really weird because they're like, we kill everyone that's not us aspect of it. But, you know, like, I can live in a giant hangar in the middle of the desert where like, you, we blow up anyone that's close. Mm-hmm. 
kind of a safe one. One I want to live with the cons. Um, yeah, NCR. I wouldn't mind being like a caravan trader, but that also just seems dangerous. And eventually, I feel like you would die from something. I mean, the cons would be fun though, just like a literal <laughs> post-apocalyptic biker gang <laughs> Basically. that just roams around the just wasteland, getting high the entire time, getting high and partying like a mongol, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's the super mutants night nightkin, but you're obviously we're living with mutants. That was actually really surprising because I'm like, oh, there's a whole society of mutants and they're actually relatively good. Mm-hmm. Like, that's pretty cool. All right, a couple more questions. What group would eventually become the winner of the Wasteland? Which Wasteland? Like America. Brotherhood. You think Brotherhood? I think for the sole fact of that they're solely focused on gaining all the technology, mm-hmm. they're just going to have the advantage in the long run. I forget institute because institute is like I feel like I'm way ahead of them. They're like yeah, super high tech mm-hmm. for sure. What do you think about synths? The idea of synths and that aspect of it. Because four kind of went out of the, like four kind of went off its own little path a little bit mm-hmm. with uh, adding a voice to the protagonist, which at first I didn't hate, but I don't love now after playing it. Mostly because, like, when you play New Vegas or 3, you have your own internal voice. Like, you have your list of options, but, like, you kind of have the voice in your head where in, like, Fallout 4, that voice is already spoken to you. And a lot of times, like, your options aren't everything that the player is going to say. Mm-hmm. So, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, they, they, um, they, they, they touch on a sci-fi like trope that they you know that's basically like saying what is humanity yeah and so they or like you know what it is to be alive or what it is mm-hmm. to be a person so i mean it was interesting in that aspect of it that you were like you know certain things you were like okay yeah you know the sense you know kind of the really complicated ones like are mm-hmm. almost basically humans yeah but you know in the end they're i, I think the institute's you know, pretty evil deep down. I I agree. <laughs> the whole, I wasn't a big fan of the whole synth idea just because it's one of those sci-fi tropes. Like it yeah. is a sci-fi series, but it's a sci-fi trope. that's just kind of played out. And like other, I feel like other games, other like Detroit being human, that game, I don't mm-hmm. know if you ever played it. I feel like did a little bit better job of kind of like what is being human mm-hmm. and other stories really play that better whereas like Fallout like you don't need to play like you don't need a whole robot storyline you have the apocalypse mm-hmm. why are we questioning if a robot is like if they're like actually sentient and conscious no one cares they're trying to survive mm-hmm. but definitely Minutemen for Fallout 4, I would join them. They're yeah, I mean, the most noble group. They're not the... Like, they would lose any fight. Mm-hmm. But they're the most noble. Right. I mean, they're the militia. They're yeah made up of the actual survivors, and all they care about is just helping people survive. I love right. that uh, Preston has, like, the the gun. Oh, have, they... Yeah. Or you have to, like... The laser take, musket. Yeah. Uh, I love that aspect you gotta of it. to crank it up. A uh, group that... I guess the actual question is like group of winner of the wasteland. I put ends here at Enclave. Brotherhood is another one I thought of too. 
If Legion takes the Hoover Dam, I feel like they have a pretty good claim on the West Coast. Taking out, like, the NCR would be a fight. I don't think they would take California at all. But they can definitely take out a good portion of the area. I think, too, I think it's going to be pretty separated east and west. I think, um, you know, it's going to come down. The west is pretty much going to be controlled by NCR or Caesars Legion. And then, you know, the east is going to be Brotherhood Institute Enclave. I think the Enclave doesn't have much of a chance just because they are such a remnant forest. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of technology. They have vertebrates and they have, you know bunch of stuff but so does the brotherhood yeah um but the enclave is so diminished and so small that they can flex a little bit but i don't they don't have enough military might or people just to to flex the entire country they could definitely control like a small area like a state or something like that yeah for sure you know even a couple states in the you know east coast but yeah, Enclave is just too small and too fractured mm-hmm. in order to actually like control the entire country. I I think I don't I actually think no group could control the entire country. Who? N- no no group could be it would be able to control the I entire. actually agree with that. After you like you were like the way you're speaking like east and west, we don't really know a whole lot in the middle. I'm like the United States would be hard to like conquer the whole thing. It wouldn't mm-hmm. be east or west it, or it'd just be several different groups controlling different states or areas ncr definitely is going to sh- control the west coast um legion depending on what is canon probably has the middle i know there's the dogs in denver i don't quite know the history i just know that there's that area i know salt lake was completely just blown up i don't know so i don't know i don't know like what would be the best answer like what group i think brotherhood might have the best chance institute if they decide to actually conquer everything has the best technology to do so but i don't i don't believe their intentions are to do so they're mm-hmm. pretty content just living in their giant ass underground vault that's actually that is very impressive mm-hmm. all right should we figure out what game ernie should start with yeah yeah good did we talk favorite companions yet? No, that was actually. I was going to drop that one. Let's do that real quick. Favorite companions. Mm. Dog meat. Dog meat. I have dog meat listed. I mean, he's the best of boys. Oh yeah. There's one other that competes with best of boys though. Okay, let's Re- hear it. Rex. Who's Rex again? He is the oh dog. the cyber dog. He's the cyber dog. Oh yeah. Uh, the king. Yep. He's the king yep, from dog. the kings. Yep, I remember Rex. Yeah, he was uh, New Vegas's dog meat. Yep, that's right. Um, otherwise, who did I roll with all the time? Boone for sure for New Vegas. He's I like probably, Boone. He's probably the best. He's the best. Yeah, one for sure. Yeah. Um, I think four. I think Piper and uh, Nick Valentine was like the two I rolled with, other than dog meat. I don't remember any of them besides Preston. I remember Preston. I just never rolled with Preston. Mm-hmm. Um, in three, there was a... Um, I forget what the hell his name was, but it was a, it was one of those floating robots. Mm-hmm. And, like, I forget. But, yeah, he was just, oh, like... Yeah. He was a, like, dismantled military robot. Mm-hmm. And he was... Know. Yeah, he was, like, the only true neutral besides dog meat. Because you can only have certain... 
you can only have certain followers depending on your karma. Yeah. And then Sarah Lyons, right? I don't remember if you could have her as one. She was like, was she in certain like a... quests, you could have okay. her. But I know Fox. Yep. Fox, Fox was kind of like the automatic choice because he just had a freaking Gatling laser when with I, infinite ammo. When I played my second playthrough for Fallout 3, once, you know, the whole like, hey, you died, like I decided to replay it. I actually found Fox, and he was like my main companion for mm-hmm. that game. And, but there was one other person, one other companion I completely forget who it was. In three, first, yeah, for my first playthrough, was it Jericho? That sounds familiar. Yeah. He's the X Raider that's in lives in Megaton. That probably was Jericho. Yeah, he just like sounds like this chain smoking dude. Yeah, yeah, and they, yeah, he um, he calls you like a goody two shoes if you have mm-hmm. too high a karma and won't won't roll with <laughs> you. He's like, honestly, man. If the if the if the Raiders like ever heard about me rolling with you, I'd never live it down. <laughs> but yeah, he's just like he's literally at the bar, just like chain smoking and drinking. I love how Fallout just has bars and um, drugs like everywhere. Like that's just like a theme of Fallout. Mm-hmm. But that makes sense if your world is completely like annihilated. What do you do for fun? Uh the best companion in three was Karen. Or yeah, Chiron. He was the ghoul. He was the only other like true neutral. You had to you had to buy his contract from that. You had to buy his contract from a different ghoul in the okay. bar. And like he didn't say anything to you. <laughs> he just was literally like, "Yes, okay." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was uh was it like the Rivercraft on the? Uh, it was either that or the DC Ruins uh, Museum. Okay. But yeah, you had to buy his contract, and then the moment you bought his contract out, mm-hmm. he walked up to his old boss, pulls out his shotgun, and blows his head <laughs> yeah, off. I remember. He's just like, I hated that guy, and you're like, what? Why didn't you just do that <laughs> earlier? He's like, because he was paying me. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. And they actually like model him too. He's supposed to be like almost seven feet tall, because so he was just this massive dude. Yeah. But then he got turned into a ghoul, and so he just like, you know, naturally became a bodyguard. Yeah, makes sense. I just remember the him like not saying anything. Yeah, you just all of it. you'd ask him like you'd tell him to do something and just be like, "Yep, okay." And then just remember, I remember just like, "Wait, what the fuck? Why'd you blow him up?" <laughs> like it just was so random because you don't know anything about him. And the mystery goes goes up and then he shoots. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna have to go look at the rest of the characters because I there's a, I know I'm missing some. Um, there was another evil one where it was the slavers. In uh, Paradise Falls, I'm gonna look it up. But yeah, there was a, a female to... companion that you could also buy her contract or whatever from the lead slaver. There is eight, eight companions. Let's see which ones I remember with like the actual picture. Uh, there's Butch, Tunnel Snake. Oh yeah, douchebag. Yep. Oh, those tunnel snakes. Yeah, I'll show you my tunnel snake later. <laughs> um, there's Sharon, uh, Clover, Dogmeat, Fox, Jericho. Oh, I remember Jericho. Sergeant RL3. Yep, that's the robot. Yep. And then Star, Paladin, Cross. Oh, yeah, that's right. You could get a, a, a Paladin. So it wasn't Lions, but yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, that, was, that was the good karma one. You had to have good karma for Fox and Star, Paladin, Cross. And then... Clover was the one from the Raider encampment. Yep. That was your evil one. Her and Jericho were the evil ones. Fox and Star Paladin were the good karma ones. 
Karen, and I think the robot were your neutral ones. Oh, there's temporary companions. Uh, Bumble, Sherry, Shorty, Rory, Dr. Lee, Red, Sarah Leans, Sticky, Sydney, and Paladin Haas. Yep. Some of those names are familiar. I really got to play three again. It was on sale uh, a couple weeks ago for like on Steam for like seven bucks, like all of it. Oh, I definitely would have bought that. I bought New Vegas for like the same deal, but I didn't see that three also had a deal too. Yes. Definitely better on computer, better on PC. Who did you say after Butch? Butch? You said Butch and then somebody else. Uh, Sharon. Or, and then uh, Clover. Clover. Who's evil? Okay. And then Dog Meat. Um, Fox, Jericho, Sergeant RL3, which is the robot in Paladin Cross. Okay. Yep, that's all of them. All right. Um, I do have one more question. I might as well just ask all the questions, and then we'll figure out which game Ernie's going to play. Ernie, you got Steam? I feel like it's the best way to play. You probably could buy it on the... I bet you anything you can buy it off of like the PlayStation Store, Xbox Store, or something that's, like that, too. You could. You could. I'm sure it's... You might be able to. I said, if anything, you're paying 20 bucks for any of those. If you have a decent laptop, you could also just buy it on Steam, too. Mm-hmm. Really cheap on Steam. All right. Ernie's looking it up. One more question for Mr. Tom here. Vault Dweller or Wasteland Explorer? Which one would you rather be if you would have the choice during a nuclear fallout? Mm. Knowing everything you know about Fallout, everything you know about Vault Tech, take your chance on a vault? Or do you... I, I know I'm not rich enough to not be in one of the test subject <laughs> vaults. So if I made it in a vault, I'd be, uh, you know, one of those, like, people going insane from the white noise or turned into a plant monster. Oh, I completely forgot about the red and white one. Or red and blue vault for New Vegas. Not a mission, but it's one of the places you explore and you slowly learn what happened to them. Mm-hmm. Um, they divided the vault into two different vaults. And they had two different overseers. Ooh. And, like, if one thing happened to the reds... Like the people above would blame the blues constantly. Same thing with the blues; they blame the reds. And slowly, like thing, I think there was like a leak or something, or something happened like externally, and they kept blaming the other group. And then eventually, they like met up and killed each other. But really, it was some other. From what I remember, it was like some other source. Mm. But I just remember going in and seeing all these dead bodies, and they're just learning from the notes. And that was one of my favorite vaults. I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> It just reminds me of the old red versus blue Halo videos. That's oh. <laughs> all I thought about when you started saying red versus blue. I'm like, oh, yeah. Classic. Those are good. All right. So, yeah, Wasteland Wanderer. I think it would be more fun. It would be more fun. Probably would suck, if too. we're Like, if we're going off, like, our own, like, scenarios, we're in Minnesota. We're good. Hmm. Like, even if Minneapolis gets hit or Duluth gets hit, because that's another one that's a target. Or Moorhead, Grand Forks area, too. We're good. We're, like, right in the middle. Single like it's it, we're, we're screwed. We're dead. Yeah. I think I'd take my chances at Explorer. If I was in a control vault group, maybe. It doesn't seem fun, though. Yeah. You're kind of just stuck underground. Yeah, I just would be, like, live your life underground and die. But I might have to actually take vault. 
because they might have doctors and yeah. I need I need that to live. I mean, really Sounds really weird, but I've always wanted to actually live in a post-apocalypse. <laughs> I think everyone No, I mean I really do. Like mm-hmm. there's so much shit that we do in our day-to-day mm-hmm. life that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like paying for insurance and worrying about all this stuff and yeah. like like literally all I have to worry about is like surviving and living. Like and, the idea of going to a forest and just living off your own means. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of humans have that. And I feel like that maybe that's why we like the apocalypse. We get to escape from society. Yeah. I mean, and there's, there's so much meaningless shit in society that yeah. we deal with. Insurance. Money, for example. Yeah. It's like what it's money it's made up. But that's a whole other topic. It is. All right. Let's figure Getting out what, deep. Let's figure out what, uh, what Ernie's going to play next. Three. I already knew you were going to say three. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> we didn't talk about our favorite ones, but three is definitely my favorite. I think I think the audience gathered that just yeah. by the fact that... By the fact that I knew everything about Fallout 3. And then I... What's my favorite? It's New Vegas. If right. my wife was here, it's four. So that's the great thing about it. They're all really good games. For, they are. For different reasons. I... Oh. Oh. Well, Maybe you're playing four then. <laughs> four does... Four has the best gameplay. Oh, yeah. More modern gameplay yeah. and everything. It's one of those games. It looks like it's the most gorgeous game out of all of them, except maybe seventy six. I don't even count seventy six usually. Don't play the game first. Yep. I uh, Fallout Four is the most beautiful. It's the best gameplay. It's the most modern, like you said. Three. I feel like between three and four, because they're essentially almost like the same game but just different worlds if that mm-hmm. makes sense three is more you get the vault experience which i really like that intro we didn't really talk about the intro the intro is kind of cool you mm-hmm. get to pick your stats by taking a vault test and you oh. get, right yeah. yep yeah you have to take the goat yeah oh yeah the goat that's what it's called you have to take the goat test <laughs> so and you can yeah you get a choice too to cheat and oh, then yeah. you got to pick your own stats at what you're good at, mm-hmm. or you or you have to like go through and like answer like, you know, how would you handle this situation? You know, somebody steals your your uh, you know your apple. Do you punch the kid in the face? Do you go tell somebody? <laughs> and then like depending on like what answers you give, then it like puts stats into yeah. certain things. Whereas. Um... New Vegas does something similar, but you don't take a test. You just answer questions from an old man, and then you kind of like change your stats using a machine. It doesn't really make sense in-game, but it's kind of nice. And then in 4, you pick you just pick your stats mostly. I think so. Yeah. Um, 3, how would you describe 3 or like the difference between 3 and New Vegas? Because I think 3... I'll just let you explain. So 3 is much more character driven yeah i think i think it's got a better story much better story much better memorable characters um the setting is familiar yep because like you actually like go through like dc and you're like you're like oh dude i can see the washington monument in the Mm -hmm. background and everything like that that was a really cool three three is like i said character driven story driven um more immersive in my opinion New Vegas is, um, that's when they started going heavier into like the faction system. Yeah. So you have more options 
Mm-hmm. You have a lot more options in um, New it, Vegas. It was a more livable world. Yeah. It just it wasn't like you have this one railroaded path that this is the main story yeah. and you only have this group to side with. You it's, had a, you had a whole RPG world to explore. Yeah. So Fallout better story, better characters, New Vegas better open world. Yeah. So if you like the more open world aspect and like play I guess replayability. Yeah. Um but yeah. And then I mean obviously they get better with um um controls and you know mm-hmm. shooting they definitely like w- after three they went away towards more of a first person shooter vibe with new vegas and four versus they were heavier leaning on like more classic rpg yeah. stuff in three and previous games so four is kind of your your all comers pretty new modern fallout game yeah it's got decent characters and decent immersion. Decent it, factions, but not the best factions. Yeah, I think I do think New Vegas had better factions and open worldness to yeah. it. Fallout Four just took the best of both worlds and kind of put them together, but they're not like better, better gameplay, but not necessarily better factions or better story. They yeah, they um, yeah, it's kind of like that mid runner. They don't do they don't do the story and characters better than three, mm-hmm. and they don't do factions better than New Vegas. Yeah, but they have both of those aspects, and then they added like you know, base building and like you know, kind of like make your own rebuild the apocalypse thing, which was which was pretty cool. It is actually pretty yeah, that is unique. If you like to build things, Fallout Four is. If you want everything to matter in your game, Fallout Four is definitely that. Because in Fallout 4, you have to collect everything. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because you have to bust apart all the buildings. And... Yep. Like, everything matters. They, Whereas, like, New Vegas 3, it's like, oh, I don't need this random, like, fabric cleaner thing. You know, I don't need this laundry detergent. Where in Fallout 4, no, you need that. You should probably collect everything. Yeah, you're going to break down all the junk into <laughs> uh, building materials. Yeah. So, Ernie... And listeners at home who haven't played Fallout and has listened to all of this, I think it really depends on. I think three is probably the best starter point. I would say, even though I think I like New Vegas the most, I think that's a good starter point. However, I think it's kind of a pick your like pick your own adventure. If you want to go modern, Fallout Four is a great story. It does everything adequately well. Mm-hmm. But if you want the best story aspect of it. Fallout Three, just get make sure you get the DLC like Ultimate Edition because you will die at the end, or you will just be a coward and then your game stops. Mm-hmm. Scarred me for life. <laughs> but Vegas, best factions, best overall like in interactive world, I would say. Yeah, I think the one thing that turned me off about Vegas the most was that they went away from the 1950s style like dystopian mm-hmm. future feel yeah that the fallout universe has mm-hmm. and when they started putting like all their firearm all the guns in the game were like real world firearms yeah. and you're like ick like this doesn't feel right i will say it does feel like playing fallout 4 compared to like new vegas like going like because those are the two games i kind of went back and forth on and three i haven't really that's the one that's for ps3 yeah, came out uh, on PS3 yeah, first. That's the one I have for PS3 or New Vegas. I have a PC now. I will say, like, it does feel very different. Mm-hmm. But it, it does 
I don't know. I like the uniqueness of New Vegas. Like that uniqueness of it that's different. It's two separate ends of the country. All right, Ernie, where where are you uh, where are you leaning? Probably Fallout Four because it's on PS Plus. But <laughs> <laughs> money talks, baby. That's right. Money talks. It's for free. Um, it's the modern game. It makes sense. In all honesty, um, I actually yeah, I probably will start with Fallout Four, but I will try and find my best or do my best to find Fallout Three because from what it sounds, that's kind of up the alley that I want to go for Fallout Three. Really, so. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're driven by story and stuff, that's gonna be right up your alley. Story yeah. and characters. I like story and characters. So, well, story and character three. But if you like just like playing the role playing aspect and just making your own character, New Vegas is the way to go. Because okay. it you're literally just a courier, you get shots, and then you go from there. Like that's your story. You make your story, and like. Mm-hmm. The probably the biggest reason, one of the biggest reasons why I like New Vegas is because I just like being, like I like just having my own story, having my mm. own role play. That's why Fallout Four bothers me because it's all about saving your son. Oh, it's pretty. Oh, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. And so, like, anytime I do anything that has nothing to do with saving my son, it's like I feel guilty because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm like I. We know what happens. Mm-hmm. So I feel yeah. like that's guilty now, but like it, if you role playing, you don't know what happens. All right, we're getting to the time limit. Tom, anything else you want to say? Fallout. Rotate the mic around. No, um, for any of you listeners that have never actually played any of them, which I, I feel like everyone's played this game, a highly recommended, <laughs> mu- highly recommended must play. If for anybody that loves RPGs or open world stuff, I agree. I, uh, I mean, if you played Skyrim, you'll probably enjoy Fallout. Yep. You you want to play Skyrim in the future? That's your game. Yeah. Is Skyrim it, feel, but with you know zany characters. It's fun. It's exciting, but it's also it has such a dark lore to it. Mm-hmm. The world gets you in. Also, there's a TV show coming out on Amazon. Did you guys what? know that? No. Yeah. Yeah. There is. I look that up. Oh, that's, that's I don't know up. much information on it, but I will say the videos or like the videos of the set, it feels like Fallout. Like there was a picture of a car, like a rusted car, and Fallout like has a very unique look for its rusted cars. Mm-hmm. And like, so for a move or a television set to have the per, like the exact replica of what a rusted car looks in a Fallout universe game. Like I, it got me excited. I'm like, oh, this looks like Fallout because you could have just done a regular rusted car, mm-hmm. and would have been fine. But they did a 1950s style fusion powered rusted out car instead. Nice. It looks like a car from like New Vegas or Fallout Three. I gotta make one point though. How many times did you die to cars? Huh? To cars? To cars? Because remember, they all had a fusion reactor in them. Oh. And so when you'd be walking and got into a firefight, all the cars would blow up. A few times. Yeah. <laughs> all the time, man. <laughs> Watch out for cars. They will they will blow up on you. All right. We are out. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, the audience member Ernie here. I do. I will have a really relaxing chair at some point. It's actually downstairs. Oh, I just got to carry it up. I'm, just, I'm keeping my chair, man. I love this thing. <laughs> it's a really comfortable chair. All right, we are out. Thanks for listening. If you guys wanted to check it out, uh, we have a TikTok page now. We have more social media. Can I just throw one quick tip in? You got five minutes. Five minutes, perfect. That's all I need. I I got a bone to pick with you, man. 
I'm tired of you calling me out on TikTok and all your, all your videos. <laughs> How many times did I call you out? Twice that, that I've seen. Yeah, it's twice. I, <laughs> I'm keeping a, I'm keeping an account. Actually, no, it's three times. I did throw in a Kill Cassidy hashtag in one of the videos. Oh, okay. I got to find that one. That, I think one. it's the Ant-Man. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So, I called you out three times. Mm. Twice in a video and one in a tag. <laughs> Iron Man 2 is a good movie. That's <laughs> all <laughs> so I want to say, man. Man. No. Why? Tell me why. <laughs> we already had why. a whole podcast. No. Why? Explain why. why. Dude. <sighs> we will, I'll get the you back. Disco- the man discovers an element, man. Like, what, <laughs> what do you want from this man, dude? <laughs> I want He's, him to make a good movie. But you're, but you're saying Iron Man 3 is better than that movie? It is. Oh my god! All right, we, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Literally just showed up just to just to talk. To me. I can't. I got. It. All right, we are out. Thanks, guys. <laughs>